Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I welcome into the point after Saints win twenty-seven to twenty. Bobby Abear, Christian Garrick here, and Bobby, look, you just wanted one win. It was a pretty good one against an ailing Rams team that is clearly not awake from their Super Bowl hangover just yet. Boy, the the Rams are sorry. I mean, I, I don't know. Looking at the Rams, it wasn't that long ago they just won the Super Bowl. Boy, it, it just shows you the depth. Uh, you know, when you have I guess, but there was household names you uh, you saw out there, but not all. Like Jalen Ramsey, I think uh, Jalen Ramsey could be, and at one time was the best corner, uh, but he, he gets he gets exploited like Honey Badger. You know, when you get old in football and they pick on you, and I think Jalen Ramsey still has all eleven to tank. But we weren't afraid to go at him. Uh, like uh, the Rams weren't afraid to go after Chris Harris or Tyron Matthew. Uh, they're getting picked on, and that's going to continue. Uh, you know, for the games to come, we go to San Fran. That's going to uh, come about. But you know, no one would guess this because don't we think overall? I guess we're not opportunistic at times. When you a trivia question, okay? Since week week three, who's had the most sacks in the NFL? Nobody would guess the New Orleans Saints. Since week three, the Saints have the most. Sacks in the NFL, and it seems like we like, damn, we got to get after the other quarterback. But now it's it might have been meaningless. The timing of the sack, I think, matters. Since week three, right now, we have the most sacks in the league. Now for the season, we had 32. You know, if you always say, boy, if you can, you know, you play 17 games, if you can average three sacks a game, uh, then you're putting pressure on the opposing quarterback. How about, you know, you talk about guys stepping up and taking advantage of your opportunity. How about Caden Ellis? I'm not saying he's Pete Warner, but Caden Ellis, well, if we would run a traditional 4-3, you know, we do that 4-2 with the nickel guy. So, you know, Caden Ellis might get some starts, but we don't do the traditional old school four-down lineman, three linebackers. But he would he's listed as a starter, you know, a strong side linebacker. But anyway, he takes the place of Pete Warner. Boy, uh, anytime you get double-digit sacks, which he led the team, he led the team in unassisted sack. I mean, tackles with five. He had a sack and a half. Uh, you could have gave him two. Uh, you know, they gave, uh, I want to say, uh, Passanio or Granison, one of them. Passanio. Yeah, yeah, part of the half a sack. He had two uh, quarterback courage, a tackle for loss, and pass defending. And again, like he's done before he was starting, he gets a tackle on special teams. Mm-hmm. So, Christian, I, he's come to play. I could see Demario Davis even encouraged. And, uh, playing alongside him, uh, like uh, the, the Mario Davis. I mean, he he might have from uh, the stunts we're running. Christian, I, I tell you what, he might have a chance to get double-digit sacks. I, I think I want to say he's at six, six and a half. He got well, a half sack today. Yeah, and I want, that's what I'm saying. I think he's at six and a half. I don't think seven. I think it's more like six and a half somewhere around there. He might have a chance when all said and done uh, to get double-digit sacks. 
Uh, now, ultimately, you'd want to get uh, 20 first downs. We had 19. Uh, again, third down offense. No, you, you got to be instead of 36%, we need to be like 46%. Uh, we are 4 of 11, but outstanding third down defense. They were 5 of 14. Uh, I should say that's very good because uh, that's mid-30s. You want to be low 30s or high 20s in that regard, uh, third down defense. Uh, really, if you'd have told me this, I'd say, well, they're kind of controlling the game. We average 3.7 yards a carry. They average 5 yards a carry. Uh, we had 24 attempts. They had 30. But it wasn't a game where we only ran the ball 15 times. Uh, you know, you need, we need a sniff, like that 30 rushing attempts, whatever's happening. So we were at uh, 24. I mean, um, Andy Dalton was outstanding. Uh, I don't know, I don't know, long throws, accurate throws, whatever. Uh, Andy Dalton was 21 to 25, uh, quarterback rating of uh, basically 150, uh, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, and I think the combination of Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill, uh, I think that works. I mean, you look at Taysom Hill, uh, total Christian and I've said this on, on previous shows. He needs to have about 75 yards, like of offense, you know, whether he's running the ball, uh, whether he's catching it. Or whether he's throwing it. You know, like like he completed one pass for 14 yards. So, you know, to try and keep the defense off balance, well, he had 74. Mm-hmm. Said it, so, so I said, now, now Alvin had 89. You know, I, I want him about 125 to 130. But Kamara ended up having uh, 89 total yards from scrimmage. Uh, now, who would have thought right now, you know, we're in training camp. And we now we passed the halfway point that And you'd say it's a tie. You might guess one of these guys. Say, okay, who's leading? Uh, and that's this August, Christian. You look in your crystal ball. Who's leading the Saints in touchdowns right now? It wouldn't have been the guy I <laughs> that actually is because the guy that is, I had them cutting. Oh, 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 oh! oh in my sure. initial fifty-three man roster oh, yeah, projection. Yeah, yeah for, so for sure he wouldn't have been in that number. But uh, I, I think he's taking advantage of his opportunity way more than Adam Troutman, Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson and his one million uh, TikTok followers. Uh, uh, Jawan Johnson and, and five Ta- million, like yeah, Jawan Johnson and Taysom Hill both have five touchdowns this season. No, you might have guessed. You know, now we don't know what's going to happen with Michael Thomas or Jarvis. Jarvis Landry finally scored a touchdown for. I'm it. trying to go get him in fantasy. Good right for him. I'm yeah. trying to get Jawan Johnson in fantasy. So uh, Jawan Johnson and Taysom Hill leading the team each with uh, five touchdowns. Uh, you know, in the series, we're not really had. The Rams number, you know, even in um, NFC West. Uh, Christian, we, I remember even when I was playing back late night, we always played better in Los Angeles than necessarily in the Dome. Now, now we've won games in the Dome the against the Rams. The picture you on the cover of Sports Illustrated was against the Rams in L.A. In L.A., yeah, yeah. So the whole thing, like, uh, in NOLA now that we won, we're 15 uh, and 16 overall. So it's 50-50, and we got a ways to go uh, in the series uh, we're behind 42 to 32 uh, overall. But uh, what have you done for our league? Where are we at? A, a big win uh, for the Saints. Uh, now, th- this to me, and you know, I, to- I told you, can, man, can't we please be like plus one? You know, turn on margin, I'd be dead last. Well, we're still minus 12, but we're not minus 13. Uh, you know, we, we, we still, better to be even or on that plus side. And I said, that area, and do said, well, let us just be even, but that's what occurred. And I said, okay, how about we win? How the officials going to call the game? The penalties, you know, because when you look at uh, what has occurred, and that, um, okay, 
Do we ever? I can't remember a game we only had two penalties. I mean, it's, it seems like you know Peyton. That was rare. And we only had one, I think, going into the fourth That's quarter right. or something. So we ended up with two penalties, and the Rams had uh, six. The reason why I say that because I was like, well, boy, how are they going to call this game? Coming into the game it was almost two to one. We had seventy-two penalties. The Rams only thirty-seven, which led to NFL. Now, uh, look, uh, that was coming into the game. The Rams, the least penalized team, well, they had six penalties. Now, those only 55 yards, not near 100 yards, but I just thought that was the difference. We didn't necessarily shoot ourselves in the foot uh, when you look at the penalties. I, I think um, – That's why Ron Torber, the official, uh, the White Hat and his crew, is going to get one of my game balls because they only threw eight flags. Oh, all I, I love those kind of games. I uh, just let the boys play, uh, you know, positive or negative – Instead of throwing, uh, you said eight. eight instead, instead of throwing 18, 15. yeah, 15, 18 uh, through eight. So uh, I think that was outstanding. Now, uh, I thought also that uh, another outstanding game, he seems like, and uh, Jeff asked him this of uh, WWL, you know, about, uh, you know, why is he asking that? No, Blake Gillikin. I think Blake Gillikin right now is in a groove as a pro. You can almost, his directional punting, and how far he's punting is uh, about as good as it gets as of late. You know, he averaged like 48 yards of punt. He had a long of 55 and three inside the 20. I thought Rashid Shahid, uh, 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 he had a long punt return of 17, averaged 10 yards. We need to average uh, double digits. And it was kind of a mixed bag. Not that we won uh, special teams, but it wasn't so much, I think, uh, a liability as far as when you're talking about, uh, you know, the field position. Now, um, you know, this is one thing uh, that I think is going to continue because, like, game plan, we're going to go play against the 49ers, and, and you look up matchups. And that's why I still think Chris Harris and Tyron Matthew, they, ha- they have to realize that uh, maybe back in the day teams didn't pick on you. They'd go away from you. But right now, the older player – a target. Yeah, a, a target. I-, I thought Alante Taylor bounced back this game to, uh, compared to the poor game he had against the Steelers. So I, I thought it was the overall uh, team effort. I had thought, you know, I said take the uh, Rams and the points. I, I, I thought the Saints would win, but more like 24 to 23, but we won 27 to 20. And really the Saints were in control of that game, you know, uh, going forward when we finally got the lead and all that. Bobby, in the second half, uh, granted uh, Matt Stafford was injured with a concussion, the Saints had 205 total yards of offense. The Rams had 95. Yeah, no, we we set the tone. Uh, we got better as uh, as the game wore on. Um, well, Christian, you know it's amazing. I'm looking at this now, and here we doing, you know, the rant and all that. We ready to talk about what happened to the Saints? Oh, the Saints won. You know what's a bunch of BS? We got two. If the Saints would have lost, you couldn't even put enough callers on this screen. Why do people live in negativity? They look at the glass half empty, not half full. We well, Bobby, a, I think some of the we got a couple of calls. But, but, but wait, but let's don't they want to? They didn't beat the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? They just beat the Rams. Now, listen, I think we already. Well, seen don't this you want to put your out. two cents? In sure, there? but hear me out. My point is this: I think Saints fans smartly are going. We saw this a couple weeks ago when they shut out the Raiders, and then we saw what happened after that. Look, this has been a roller coaster yes, season, season for the Saints and yeah, for the fans. So, uh, I mean, that's a good point. So, can you win maybe two or three games in a row? Now, 
uh, uh, they should be way more impressed if we beat the 49ers on the road. Sure. So I that would be a lot sit. more a lot more energy if they were to beat the but Niners next even week. Even if the Saints were seven and three, even if the Saints were seven and three going into this game, and let's say even back in August, I didn't have us winning at San Francisco. You know when you look when you all oh, the sure. Saints could get the ten wins. You also probably didn't think that they were going to beat the Rams because the Rams were the defending champs. You didn't see this precipitous fall off from Los Angeles. No, I, I, I thought I thought it was flip a coin because okay. it was in New Orleans. Uh, uh, but uh, I thought at San Fran that'd be a much tougher game to win. Yeah. All right. That's the point after here. Saints win twenty-seven to twenty. Bobby Abear, Christian Garrick. This is the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Twenty-seven twenty. Welcome into the point after Saints win over the Los Angeles Rams. Bobby Abear, Christian Garrick, right to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Bobby, you uh, employed them the call. Here they are. Yeah, they call it Hollywood and Thibodeau. What's going on, Hollywood? You're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Christian. How you making out? Hey, Good, hey, Hollywood. What you think of the game? Oh, uh, the game. Uh... I was impressed the way the Saints won the game. They had uh, a lot of backups on the defensive line and an offensive line. I think they did damn good. They held their own. And I was impressed with the two penalties the whole game. We need a referee cool all the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, we need them to do our games. <laughs> right. And uh, I think Kendall Ellis, the linebacker, he did a hell of a job in the middle. And, uh, yeah, he was playing with a lot of emotion, Hollywood. You look how, you know, I think a lot of guys were fired up, but Caden Ellis uh, was playing with emotion and, and, and boy, filling up the stat sheet where it's individual tackles, combined tackles, sacks, quarterback hurries, hits, however you describe it, tackles for loss, pass defenders, special teams tackles. That's why, Bobby, we're going to go ahead and give him the diamond and rough performance of the game presented by a friend and company. You have a friend in the jewelry business. Seventh-round draft pick, and you're getting pretty good production from a player that is in your base defense, but pressed into action now because of the injury to Pete Warner. This is back-to-back weeks. He's impressed. Uh, so I'm giving it, giving it to Caden Ellis, the dominant rough performance of the game. Ten total tackles, five solo, five assisted, uh, one-and-a-half sacks. You mentioned the special teams tackle along with uh, a pressure and I think uh, pass defense as well. Well, and, and, and you know what? Our prayers go out to, uh, and I'm sure he's aware, but, you know, he's from, um, well, he went to school at University of Idaho mm-hmm. where they had that tragedy. Terrible, terrible uh, with, tragedy. The, with those murder Four, those, four college murder, students yes, murdered. Yes, in Moscow, Idaho. That's where he went to school. He's, yeah, he's from Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. But, but Kate and Ellis, uh, look at Gene Poole. His dad was a stud, you know, with the Lions. Uh, uh, was it was Luther? I want to say Luther. Luther. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what. Double D, uh, you know, look how um, – I can't think of Pete Warner. Look how Pete Warner was stepping up alongside DeMario Davis. And I'm not saying a tackle machine like Pete Warner, but he's done a lot of other things that you could see why Caden Ellis is listed as a starter, even though a lot of games we just started two linebackers. He's that third guy that – they even had him on the depth chart as, as starting last year. Also – we're going to give the Saints Radio Network MVP brought to you by Oakland Heart Jewelers, finer diamonds at the best possible prices. Simply compare. There's a number of places we could go here, Bobby. Um, I think, by and large, uh, you could pass us along to Andy Dalton, very efficient, 21-25, 260 through the air, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a quarterback rating of 149.6, nearly perfect. You could even go uh, Chris Olave. Uh, five receptions, 102 yards, along of 53. To a certain degree, the impact that he had on the game, Taysom Hill on the ground uh, through the air. I mean, so there's a number of balls that we could hand out here. 
Um, so we're going to kind of s- spread those out to those three. And I, I give credit uh, in particular to the to the Saints coaching staff for being able to rally this team given how it didn't go so well the last two weeks when you only scored 23 points combined and two losses. Well, yeah, it needs to be this way. If you're going to be a winning team, you need to like uh, uh, have about four or five people or uh, units in the conversation, you know, where they might say, oh, the defense really came to play, and the coaches are a part of that. The individual players are not like, I don't know, who we're going to, like, after Baltimore and Pittsburgh, who are going to give the game ball to? I was giving it to the chain gang. Yeah, the chain gang, the or, and all of a sudden we gave it to Blake Gilligan yeah. because, you know, he was outstanding uh, the job he did punting against Pittsburgh. So, no, this is what you need where you have a number of players that you want to give game balls out to, and uh, and that's what we had today. Uh, overtaking the Rams. Big Nasty in Bunky. What's going on, Big Nasty? You're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. How you doing, Bobby? It's Big Nasty from a few weeks ago. Y'all doing all right? All right, Big Nasty from Bunky. Uh, What you doing? Yes, sir. Hey, listen, I want to say this is what happens when we don't have turnovers, flags, and we be efficient on offense. But I would like to give the game ball to the defense you missed in Cameron Jordan. Pete Warner, Davenport, Lattimore, and we collectively come out of this game with a, a, a really good win. That, that's that's how I feel on that on the defensive None side. None of those guys played though, Big Nasty. No, well, that's what he's, say, he's saying. But I'll tell you, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big Nasty. Let me ask you this: Without them, Big Nasty, your handle, uh, Nasty. But are you big? You can't be Big Nasty I'm, if you're I'm not a, big. I'm, I'm six four, three fifteen. Okay, if that's okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're big. You're big. Yeah. Yeah, All right, I got you. It's kind of you do the opposite. Like you, we can call him Little Nasty, and, and, and even though he is big. right, don't they do that in the French culture? Yeah, yeah, yeah they got to do the reverse. <laughs> but uh, you know what, Big Nasty? Uh, uh, let me tell you what was uh, significant. You got to give Pete Carmichael a lot of credit here. That uh, it was in the third quarter. Um, you know, we're up uh, seventeen to fourteen. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what's going to happen. And we end up going uh, five plays, uh, 68 yards, 2 minutes, 53 seconds. Okay, let me tell you this play sequence. Taysom Hill plus seven-yard run at quarterback. Don comes in there at quarterback, throws Taysom Hill a pass for eight yards. Then what are we doing? We run some flea flicker sack. <laughs> and like we do it. And now I, I want to ask on the coaches show, I'm going to ask Dennis Allen. What is Andy Dalton's read? Because he was looking to the right. Alvin Kamara was wide open. That that's a touchdown. But I don't know if that was his read. How they planned it, you know. And he was oh look, at, like even Jonathan Vilma said, why didn't he throw to Kamara? I don't know what his progression was. The read. So he ended up getting sacked, and that's when we had second and twenty three. He's like, oh no, we blew our chances. We blew our chances. Then we go uh, Dalton to Juwan Johnson plus fourteen. Then now it's 39, down the Chris Olave, 53-yard touchdown, five plays, 68 yards. That's what I thought we were going to win the game. Now we're up 24 to 14. That's some aggressive play call, too. I, I, I thought right then. Third and nine, you, you dial up a deep ball? Yeah, that, that that's what I thought. Uh, no, no, the, the Saints, no, if they lose this game, they, 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 then you're blowing it. You're setting the tone. You're up 24-14. I thought that was significant in the outcome of the game. 27-20 Saints win. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. And right to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines here on the point after. Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick, Saints win 27-20. Brian in Mississippi. 
You're on the point after on the New Orleans Saints radio network. Yeah, hello. Hello, Brian. Yeah, uh, yeah, I want to talk about Hey, in the dome, did a good job today. Uh, I like Caden Ellis. He, 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 he coming on pretty well. And, uh, hey, today is a good day for the Saints fan. Today is a good day. Uh, I like an end zone play. Only bad thing he did, he didn't throw that ball to Africa Murray, but other than that, it was a good game. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, I, I don't know on that trick play what the read was because uh, the progression. Yeah. Boy, uh, you know, and I'm ex coach that because, uh, you know, it could be like I'm going right and going left, and then. Um, and, and then all of a sudden he got pressure, he got sacked. Now, if he had, if he'd had a little escapability, then you maybe get away and you throw it to Alvin and you, you have a big play. But, um, but, but overall, if you look at Andy Dalton, I mean, it's kind of almost like a perfect game. I say you could say, well, he, he still got sacked. Well, he still got sacked three times. Uh, him and Taste, remember they got sacked back-to-back times in, in the red zone. But uh, if you look at it, it's it just always what have you done for me lately. Uh, you look, when uh, when Andy Dalton was rolling, uh, here they, the Saints were averaging 29.5 points a game. And uh, what did we get? 27. Okay, then all of a sudden uh, we had a QB rating. He had a QB rating of 74 in the past two starts. And we scored just uh, 13 and 10 points against the Ravens in Pitt. And today's quarterback rating is 149.5. Production. So, uh, yeah, he got, he got the job done. 27-20 Saints win over the Los Angeles Rams. He's Bobby Hebert. I'm Christian Garrick. This is The Point After on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Saints win 27-20 over the Los Angeles Rams. It's the point after. Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick. I got a couple lines open on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and text lines at 504-260-1870. That's where we find Jimmy and Gretna. What's going on, Jimmy? You're on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, a couple things. Uh, great win, obviously. Um, yeah, Caden Ellis, I agree. I know Bobby Bear remembers his daddy, Luther Ellis, played for the Lions. Yeah. Uh, big stud from Utah, Utah Utes. And then Caden's not far behind. We got to deal with the seven round with that guy. Obviously, Chris Olave, I know people wanted us to draft a quarterback. Can he pick it? Should have, would have, could have, like Morris said. And, um, you know, look, we got Olave, who I think might know he might be the rookie of the year. Um, considering what he's doing, Christian and Bobby, with this, uh, you know, up-and-down quarterback play. And, and Andy played well today. Again, he is 35, you know, Winston, the injury, this and that. But, yeah, to see what Olave is doing uh, as a rookie with these guys throwing the ball to him is pretty impressive. And as, uh, you know, Bobby always brings up Kevin White, the top ten guy, uh, high point the ball. And Chris Olave does that as a rookie. And Kevin White, with all the talent and all the, all the height and speed and whatnot, he just lets the ball come to his chest. And that's why Kevin White might be sweeping uh, floors next year and Olave might be the rookie of the year. So um, I, I yeah. wanted to get you alls take on Peyton Turner and what happened there. Uh, he was carted off. I hate to see that because we're so short on the defensive end. Uh, right. Uh, spectrum, and I really want to see him develop with his chance with Cam Jordan finally missing the game and this and that, but is there any updates with the uh, Peyton Turner injury? I'm going to hang well, up and listen here. look bad. Yeah, and Jimmy, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm looking at, okay, he got a quarterback hurry, a quarterback hit, he got a tackle for a loss, and then I'm telling you, he's all excited because it was on four down. He makes an outstanding play, and it's minus one, I think, you know, you're at home and you want to get up and celebrate and all, and all excited. He hurt himself getting up to celebrate. Well, he got rolled up on. Yeah, because he was getting up to hoot and holler and rave, and then he got rolled up. Christian, if he made the tackle, if he had just stayed on the guy. Yeah, but and, I, no, I, I know, I know, let everybody clear out. He didn't get hurt on the play. He got hurt on, like, the post play, which body still fought, fought flying around, which would have been a part of the celebration no, I mean here four down. They didn't get any better. As you a defensive lineman, or and you stuff a four and one, and it's minus one, and then you get it's just bad luck. You get rolled up. I mean, I, I don't Terrible. know. I was, and no, and exactly uh, right now. Okay, with Davenport, uh, I think Cam. Uh, it's amazing with his eye. I don't know his socket. He's got an orbital fracture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, 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 I know Ricky Jackson uh, shattered his uh, cheekbone. Uh, in a car wreck, uh, almost got decapitated, and missed. So uh, they said, "Oh, he'll miss a month, uh, six weeks. He missed one game, and he came back." Yeah, his jaw wired. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah. So he got. Well, anyway, he came back. So I, 
Cam wanted to there play. There was a risk of game. further injury, furthering the injury if, if he had played. If he got gotten poked in the eye again, who knows what would happen. Oh, okay, okay. So that's why Cam wanted to play. The medical staff decided, hey, we're not going to let you risk this. This is your vision for crying out loud. Right, your vision. It's not just maybe your face might need some reconstructive right. surgery or something. But. Bobby Bear, Christian <laughs> Garrick. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 27-20, Saints beat the L.A. Rams. It's always good to beat any team in L.A., a big market, uh, New York, what have you. Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick back here on the point after. Mike in Mid-City on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Mike, you're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, and also thank you all for your service. And, uh, hey, Bob. Yes. Um, I wanted to, you know, I was telling Christian the other when you answered, uh, man, we, you know, after what happened in 2019, you know, this, this, I mean, this rivalry, man, you know, it, it's like we should, you know, we, we should play each other every year, bro. Well, we used to like I mean? in the NFC West, but now uh, we play the 49ers twice, uh, remember, Rams twice. Remember all that? And and then yeah, now we're in we, the South. But um, no, no, yeah, th- th- I, I, think I, about I, that. But we've we played them. Now, now we, we played them 70, now 75 times, Saints-Rams history. I mean, that's a lot of games. Pretty storied. After that Super Bowl, after what happened in the Super Bowl, Bob, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, them us being deprived from that uh, from that appearance. Right, you know, I mean, you know, it, it's like whenever they come, whenever we see these people, bro, you know, but it's just something that just like, you know, that that, that you know that that hate that we had, that bad taste that they left us in our that the officials left in our mouth uh, after that game. You know, I, I would love to have known what would have happened if we would have ran the ball on first and second down and made them burn at them two timeouts in that game. You know, I would love to like to know what. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you know what is up, Mike? That's end up being like, you know, like more like the would have this, could have this, should have done this, and all. You always look in hindsight. There's always a hand uh, full of plays, but uh, it, you know when you, when you look at it, we still had chances, even though the officials with the Nola no call. Uh, but to me, where was it kind of putting salt in a wound? Was when it, it was basically uh, eight months later. Uh, after the Nolan no call, and that's we remember when playing Los Angeles, and I I think um, and Aaron Donald might have whooped uh, Andrews Pete, and then Drew Drew's throwing, and then that's when all of a sudden he tore a ligament in his thumb. So uh, no, that that was like and and we never had a chance that game, you know. And and when I look at it, so I mean that's water under the bridge. And even this game, so we beat the Rams today. I, I look at that, I'm like. Man, the Rams are sorry. No, no, it's, I mean, it is the NFL, and you want to win every NFL game. Is competition you playing? I think I'd be way more impressed, and especially on the road. We beat the 49ers. No, no, no. That, that, even though you look at the 49ers where they're at as far as their record. And like I'm looking at it right now in the background, like the Dallas Vikings game. Now look how well, look how we lost to the Vikings. Uh, the Cowgirls are impressive. Uh, I, I don't. I hate to say that, uh, but it's the truth. So, different wins, the magnitude matters. You know who you beat, when you beat them, when you play them, and all that. But uh, a win is a win. That's why you know you play the game. 
But uh, listen, I'd have been disappointed if we don't beat the Rams today, put to put it to you that way. Bobby and Christian, it's the point after here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 27-20, Saints win over the Los Angeles Rams. Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick, it's the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Rocco, on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Go ahead, Rocco. You're on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. How you doing, Bobby and Chris? Christian. Hey, hey, Rocco, you know what Christian. you got from the quarter? Uh, you know, you don't know when it was going to be. You want to feel like you're all celebrating. And it would be the bad team. I don't know. Guys, remember when Uncle Lord from the scene was promoting fights in the 60s? They bring these guys who were preliminaries and were really bad. They say, bro, I mean, from Decatur Street, bro. I think today the Saints found a couple of guys from Decatur Street that Nicky never even knew about. I'm where that white boy from the line back. I don't know where he come from. Well, yeah, where Kay Nellis came from, he's just waiting for his opportunity, and when Pete Werner got hurt. I didn't know him, though, Bobby. I'm not. I'm 80 years old now. So okay, I got you. I got life. you. But but yeah, he, he's been contributing <laughs> on special teams and all. He he, oh, he was one I that know. you know provides you death, and then all of a sudden he took advantage of the opportunity. Uh, somebody got hurt. Yeah. It, it, it's it's like it's, it's like Rocco. What might happen eventually? I don't know. There's still a long season. It might be uh, yeah. something happens to Andy Dalton. Or let's say he has. Uh, I think it's almost. Going old school now, yeah. I think I still think the coaches look at it this way. If you have uh, like three week games in a row, uh, there might be a quarterback change. And all of a sudden, okay, uh, James Winston, you go in there. Well, if you heard Dennis Allen after the game, he said all week they split reps. Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill split reps. So I think if there is a change, I think they're going to give Taysom another shot at it before they would Jameis. To, to before they go back to Jameis, or or how about this? They, they might they might. Um, because a quarterback doesn't want his the, the ball out of, out of their hands. But you have to be willing to accept that Taysom Hill, with the ball in his hands, helps the team's wins. Well, a win, whether that's Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston. So let's say, in theory, yeah, 13 that... 13 touches today. I think that's the magic number. We talked about it. 10 to 13. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the snaps. It's like, okay, because he can hand off the ball to Alvin Kamara and all that. A touch would be more like if he's catching the ball... Or if he's throwing the ball, or uh, if, he's running, if he's running it, yeah. So, so that's when you. So that's when I look at when I write down. Uh, okay, and he had seventy-four total yards contributing that. that. That's that's about right. So I think whether it be Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston, uh, that the formula is right now. No, he's part of the game plan and going forward, and uh, it's not going to be uh, just uh, like a trick. It's going to be in a drive uh, where you see Andy Dalton coming out of the game, going in the game. you got to be able to accept that right now. Uh, I think, I don't know. To me, Jameis Winston would be more dis- disgruntled than, um, than Andy about that, but I don't know. Was that, Bobby, Rocco? One, one thing at the end. What was that kind of fiasco? Like, I didn't know what they were doing. You know what I'm talking about? It was like a wasted you talk about when they're trying to do that, that that trick play or something? What, what are they trying to do? Why didn't you try to run the game out? I mean, you see, we have a Oh, I know. The last sequence where Andy Dalton went went deep on third and five, you're trying to ice the game right there. You're not going to call a run. That's ultra-aggressive oh, yeah, 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 play yeah. calling that 
Goes back to the days of Sean Payton. I, I promise you, if Sean Payton had that play call, he's calling something similar. He's not being conservative, and I think that rubs off on Pete Carmichael in that situation. Yeah, that that was a, I want to say a third and five, and Dalton incomplete. He was trying to hit Chris Olave deep, and the defender was ready. Game's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Game is so, over. Uh, when look, I didn't have a problem because Sean Payton would have done that in the past, uh, but uh, look, uh, at the end of the game to help close out the game, Keen Ellis gets a sack. Uh, you know, and then you have to recover an onside kick because you know, they looked at they but they kicked a 58 yard field goal. That that looked like that have been good. Well, I don't know, 65, whatever. But uh, all of a sudden, it made it one score. You never know. That's why you had to. You might think like, what? The game's still not over because one score. You never know. Onside kick, and then you throw a hail mary. What the hell just happened? We've seen it happen. Yeah, yeah. So in that building, that right? Couch, but then good for Jarvis Landry. Yeah, uh, recovering the onside kick. All right, back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Thanks for the phone call, Rocco. Uh, Robert in Mandeville. What's going on, Robert? You're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I just two two things. In other words, Mandeville, right? So I miss my users by the track and Mandinas. All right, forget all of that. <laughs> so I was watching. I was outside, and then I went inside, and, and, and we Denise had the uh, – Fox after the game thing, uh, which Sean Payton came on. Okay. And they were talking about coaches at the, uh, you know, after the game, and they went to the Lions locker room. And then, uh, anyway, so they go into the Saints locker room, and, and Sean Payton's comment was he says, Well, you know, I don't know. He says, I didn't see no smoke coming out, I didn't see no dancing, I didn't hear no music. And, you know, I thought the same thing when I watched it. So I just want to know your comment on that. I like a coach. I'm not complaining. Right, right, right. I, I know you said you, you wanted it to show more post game uh, of celebration in the locker room. Now that well, that it's might one win. Yeah, it's one win. Now, now uh, they went four or five in a row. Then maybe you do that. And, uh, and the one thing uh, uh, I don't know what they do uh, do after the Raiders game. Uh, all I know is you cannot be on a roller coaster. Win one, lose two. Win one, lose two. No, you you got to string a few games in a row uh, as far as wins, and uh, yeah, Sean, I'm sure they had, uh, you know, celebrations in the locker room, and he was interacting with them, but they won a lot of games in a row. Uh, there, there was way more success uh, than struggling. Because, for instance, if you look coming into this game, uh, 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 Robert, coming into this game, uh, the last time the team started out three and seven, the exact same record was a quarter of a century, was 25 years ago, in 1997. Now, before Sean Payne got here, uh, we were 2-8. and eight. But I'm just looking, and that was in 2005. So we haven't had uh, kind of getting off to a slow start. In other words, you can't be uh, tooting your horn, and you got to take almost the humble approach. I would take more the humble approach and not hooping and hollering in, 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 the, uh, in the locker room just because we beat the world champ Rams, who right now are the Lambs. Uh, there's nothing. Uh, listen, the Rams are the most disappointing Super Bowl champ in the history uh, in the Super Bowl era. So, so now they are three and seven. That was the worst. Start, the first nine games, uh, that was the worst record at three and six. Now being three and second, uh, seven. That's the worst first ten games for a Super Bowl champion this season to be three and seven. So no, you beat the Rams. Yeah, a, a lot of people are going to beat the Rams this year. No. That they, I think the Rams are way more in trouble than the Saints are 
right now. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. Saints win 27-20 over the Los Angeles Rams. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Bobby and Christian back here on the point after twenty-seven to twenty. Saints beat the L.A. Rams right to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. James in New Orleans. Go ahead, James. You're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints radio network. So, so guys, listen, I, I still can't wrap my head around how that Atlanta, you know, this old adage, let me put it this way, old adage, styles make fights. So Atlanta beat Frisco by what? I think it was 28 to 14. I got to look at the tape. Whatever yeah, they, they were down a bunch of starters on defense, the, the Niners were. They weren't healthy. That was before the CMA, uh, the, you know, Christian McCaffrey trade. You know, yeah, and Jane, exactly yeah. like Christian said, and um, the 49ers uh, don't have as good a record as you think they would have, considering from a national perspective, they figured, they favored as one of uh, the representatives in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. You know, you can look at where the Vikings are at. You look at where the Eagles you look at even Dallas, the one team that they always say under the radar, watch out because it's one game. If the 49ers had to play any of those teams, what would happen in the playoffs? Uh, you've heard that. I know you so, have. Yeah, so so one other issue, I think, you know, I, I think we need to get some guys that I thought would be more prominent in our offense by now. What, what's, wrong, what's wrong with Crow, the backup tight end from Pitt? And, uh, he's on the, he's practice, on the practice, squad. practice squad. I don't. Um, I mean, Jawan Johnson's better than that cat. No, uh, the, 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 the Jawan Johnson. Uh, now you could say, um, well, maybe can he beat out Trotman or not? Uh, but but uh, yeah, Jawan Johnson's yeah. kind of solidified his position. The the thing is, I, I don't know. Uh, hey, listen, uh, James, I don't know how well I should say. Um, like uh, you know, when you talk about blocking and all that, so th- that all comes into play to. And uh, you know they now you can look at Crow. He's like six six, like two sixty, like uh, nothing to write home about at times. Adam Trotman with his blocking, I think he had a bad angle today. Of uh, you know, missed, it was an ill-designed play. I said responsibility, but as far as to say Crow should be in there, um, I mean he made plays now and then. 
in, uh, in the mini camp and OTA training camp, but n- nothing that was like, oh, he's way better than Trotman or, or, or any of the other tight ends. James, I love how devoted you are that you call in. I really do, and, I, and I'm appreciative of that. But sometimes when you call in, in particular the post game, I wonder if we, you and I watched the same game. I mean, I mean that. What do you mean? Well, I mean to to sit here and say that uh, we want to get Lucas Kroll more involved. He's on the practice squad. What else you got, James? Well, what I'm saying, what, 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 what I'm saying to you is that sooner or later they're going to start keying on Alave. He's a rookie. They, they need to spread the ball. They out already a lot have more. started to key on him. Yeah, well, that's, the, the, that's the, my the, point. Okay, they already. So it, then, it, so it, then it, Jarvis it, Landry. It, so then Jarvis Landry steps, steps up. He had three catches. You know, uh, he finally got a touchdown in the Saints uniform. Uh, you know, his long gain was 18 yards. And, you know, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, uh, to me, I don't care who would be the quarterback, whether it be uh, Andy Dalton, uh, Jameis Winston, Taysom, whoever's the quarterback. Andy Dalton's always going to be in the top three uh, receivers as far as re- targets and receptions. You're talking about Alvin Kamara. No, but what I said. You said Andy Dalton. No, I mean Alvin Kamara, yeah. No, Listen, wh- you notice how, yeah. and James, this is, if you notice, the last handful of games, you you said they're going to start keying on um, Chris Olave. Well, they've decided, defense has decided, nah, we're going to make the rookie kind of beat us, and we're going to focus on Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara's uh, production has dipped a little bit, not, not because it's his fault he's not playing well. I think if you look at the defense, they focus more on Alvin Kamara well, than well, they have Chris Well, Alonis. friend, just like Alvin Kamara had 89 total yards in scrimmage, so let's say, just say, let's say 90. Okay, it's not like he's getting 180, you know, 150 or something like that. So I, I think, yeah, they kind of concern more uh, with Alvin Kamara. Uh, now, Chris Olave, six targets, five catches. You know, the, the big, long gain bomb of, of of 53 yards. And, again, you look at that. I mean, I don't know. Andy Dones, 35 years of age. Did he look old throwing uh, these two, what I consider bombs? It is a bomb when you consider uh, uh, the length of the throw and all would occur with the timing. Uh, the throw he hit Rashid Shaheed against the Cardinals. And then you look at the throw today against Chris Olave. Uh, Jameis Winston couldn't have thrown the ball better than that. Drew Brees couldn't have thrown the ball better than that. that Whoever was, you think. What uh, was a pass he completed to Juwan Johnson where he dropped it right over, to, right over the d- defenders' heads? That's, a, that's an elite-level throw. That, that, that's, uh, that's like uh, Patrick Mahomes or, or whoever. Any quarterback uh, starting in the National Football League. Now, at times when you're really rolling, Christian, when he made that throw, I said, boy, I can tell you, if Andy Dalton, that throw he just made right there, if you could do that four or five times a game, no, you got to do it. There ain't no way he's losing his job because the defense thinks they have good coverage, and he put it right there to Jawan Johnson. That was right at the beginning of the game. It was a third and one. It was a plus 26-yard gain, the small window, and I said as good as it gets. We went nine plays, and we ended up having to kick a field goal because uh, we ended up having – Dalton got the, uh, sacked. That's when Christian, I'm looking at this. Uh, Dalton got sacked minus eight, and then his third and 18th, and Hill got sacked minus seven. All of a sudden, we have a give me field goal. Now it's a tough field goal. But, you know, Will Lutz came through, and we were up three to zero. So, Manny D on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Manny D, James, thanks for the phone call. Manny D, you're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, Bobby Christian, who that? True that, who that? How y'all doing, man? All right, man. Good, 
Hey, I'm happy about this win. This was the, the most uh, non-division win that I wanted of the year to beat the Rams. We right. still owe them about five more, five more losses and a playoff loss to get even for the NOLA no call. Uh, but I'm happy about it. Uh, but, you know, I got, I got one critique, though. Uh, Chris Harris. You know, I see Chris. Well, he Harris, looks really old. He, he does more yapping than tackling. You know, he he got passed on more than the offer and play that church, Bobby. Oh, God. I, 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 I can tell you that, that in the 49ers and the games going forward. Now, Chris Harris is a veteran. And at one time, he's he about a as, bad dude. Bad dude as good as it gets. The same thing with Tyron Matthew. At one time, he was as good as it gets. I, I, I've said this. Uh, probably mo- one of the most impactful freshmen, if not the most impactful freshman all time in LSU history. Harold Parker Jr. Yeah, now. you look at no, but that's a conversation you haven't. So, but I just look uh, that I see Chris Harris and Tyron Matthew uh, in their coverage. They're getting picked on. It's not like oh, we got to throw it. Like you know how when Lattimore's really rolling. How they'll throw away from uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Uh-huh. Now I'm not saying if he's guarding Justin Jefferson and the Vikings, but 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 you know the point I'm yeah, making. Yeah. And they just go away. Let's go after the rook, Debo or whatever it might be. Or um, you know I, I'm glad he bounced back because he had a poor game. Alante Taylor. We counting on Alante Taylor. We let Chauncey Gardner Johnson go to the Eagles. So we need Alante Taylor to play big. I thought he stepped up today compared to what he did against the Steelers. So so that's a good thing. But right now, going forward, if you're looking at – because it's all about mismatches, and you're always trying to attack the weakest link. So if I'm the 49ers or or whoever going forward, and Chris Harris and Tyron Matthew, they end the lineup, they better be prepared that offenses – where they're at in their career right now, they're going after them. So you know what I say? Look at the glass half full instead of half empty. Accept the challenge. You know why? Because then you can maybe make more plays in the ball. Who has two interceptions on the team this year? Tyron Matthew. Who else has an interception? Nobody. Nobody. Why? Because, uh, you know, they, they're not going away from Honey Badger. They're going at him. So we need him to be more opportunistic, make plays uh, along with Chris Harris. But I, I even think maybe if Tyron Matthew is not the player he once was, uh, an elite player at the highest level, which Chris Harris was also, uh, that, that Honey Badger has not fallen as much as Chris Harris. Chris Harris has really uh, fallen. Now, he might have that swagger and have that mindset, uh, but it ain't transpiring, or, 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 transpiring on the field and what's occurring then when he, with his responsibilities because he's getting picked on. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee. New Orleans Saints Radio Network. High drama up in Minnesota. The Dallas Cowboys are up 20-3 to over the Vikings. And a bizarre sequence there. Brett Maher, Maher trots on to kick a 60-yard field goal, makes it, but the catch that C.D. Lamb made to get him in field goal range, review came down before he kicked it, so now he's got to kick it again. This is that that's well, not right. Well, that shouldn't happen. And, and I know it's the Cowboys, and you don't you don't you yeah, don't have yeah. much sympathy. No, for what's right, right, wrong, wrong. And, yeah. and, and I can tell you right now, though, uh, you know, like what's fraud, what's not, what's fraudulent. Uh, I mean, looking at the Vikings, only one loss. I mean, right now, the Cowgirls are putting a whooping on them like the Eagles did. And, and look at it, the, the double doink of what we had in England against the Vikings. So uh, that's why I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I wouldn't much fear 
uh, in the postseason, more like a 49ers type roster. Now it depends who's healthy and who's hurt than the Vikings team. So he's lining up to kick it again. That, this is shameful. The, the NFL is going to have a big black eye if, they, if he doesn't get it. It looks like he got oh, it. It looks though. like he, he got it, it, though. Man, Brett Maher couldn't kick for, to save his life when he was here with the Saints last year, and now he's drilling 60-yard field goals. He just said, okay, you want me to do it again? Watch this. I'm going to nail it. I'm going to split the uprights. You know what? It's going to end up being, um, look, he cleared that easy. You're going to see pretty soon uh, somebody make a 70-yard field goal. I think it's coming. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and you're going to have, like, maybe two handful. You know, there's 32 games. You're going to have, like, two handful of kickers that are capable of doing that. They're going to get stronger and all that in control conditions yeah. like you have in Minnesota. He's not kicking in the snow, you know, the inside. Right. But, uh, yeah, you're going to see a 70-yard field goal before you know it. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Saints win 27-20 over the Los Angeles Rams. Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick, football. Steve, you're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. All righty. Uh, good afternoon, Christian and Bobby. I just want to say that a great win for the Saints. They really need it. Right. And, uh, and uh, you know, they played great on the offensive side with a good dose of Taysom Hill and a mix of Andy Dalton. Right. Uh, I think we need to stick with that uh, combination. And also, they got the ball into the playmaker's hand. And, Bobby, if you notice the last two or three weeks, you said, hey, look, just get the ball into the playmaker's hand and let them make the play and take a lot of that stress off of Andy Dalton. The defense, Alonto Teller, I think that he's going to be a great um, defensive back for us, but he just needs to continue to get training. Yeah, get some. So he, he needs some seasoning. To... He needs some seasoning, right? Yeah, I got you. right. But I think he's, you know, he's long, he's tall, he's fast, and uh, that was a great pickup. And I think that on the defensive side, Caden Ellis, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, man, he is just blossom, and he's uh, making plays for the defense. And it's good to see when your main players are out that the backups coming in next man up, and they really doing a great job. So I just want to hang up and listen. All right. Uh, for San Francisco, this is what I think, Bobby. You know, we need a big dose of Taysom in that game because he makes a big difference yes. when he runs the ball. And the defense respects him. And one last thing, I think this year in the draft, if Sean Payton goes to San Diego or one of the California teams, we need to get a quarterback, you know, for the future and let Andy Dalton train him, you know. To yeah, to be that bridge guy. Yeah, to be the bridge guy uh, before they get an opportunity to play. Uh, no, I, I I agree with you in that regard. But uh, when you look at another player, uh, football Steve, uh, that, uh, that stepped up, you know, you don't have. Uh, obviously, Cam Jordan. Uh, it's kind of like it was kind of weird not seeing Cam Jordan out there because he's never missed a game because of the injury, even with COVID. And then you know Davenport. We've seen have Davenport have big games, but we've seen him miss a lot of games. And then you throw in there uh, like guys that you're counting on. Okay, number one draft pick. Let's see Peyton Turner. And then remember when we traded for Passanio? But you know who really stepped up? Trade for Passanio? No, not well. Well, I mean yeah, the free agent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, free agent. That's what I meant. And then, but the guy who really stepped up, considering okay, now you got to play very similar to Kate Nellis is Carl Granderson. Mm-hmm. Carl Granderson uh, was third uh, total in, in tackles with seven. He had a sack and a half. He had two quarterback hurries. He had tackle for loss, and he's been underachieving a little bit when he's been in the rotation. 
but I think he stepped up to the challenge knowing that you weren't going to have Davenport or Cam Jordan, and that he stepped up. So that's a good sign for Carl Granison because – uh, that, that's a guy, Christian, value. Where you got him, you're not paying him anything, and you're getting that kind of production. So uh, good for the likes of, you know, when you look at the draft and, and where do you got these players, look at where Carl Grandison coming out of Wyoming and then uh, Kate Nellis coming out of Idaho. You, you, okay, we always want to get on the organization when they screw up like a pick, but that's two players right now that they got right uh, that late. the value yeah, that you got late, exactly. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Jumping off an hour or two here of the point after. Saints win 27-20 over the L.A. Rams. Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick. It's the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Bobby, what you got on Oakland Heart Jewelers text line? I don't know. Uh, Andy, this might be an Andy Dalton hater, or did he watch the game? I have no idea. Uh, this is from uh, 5446. Bobby Bear finally missed that Andy Dalton is not the answer for the Saints quarterback problem. I said, no, he's part of the quarterback room. And it's going to be a bridge guy for the next guy coming up as far as a franchise quarterback in the future. But Andy Dalton is very serviceable where he at. And then he goes on and says, what quarterback misses his all-star running back wide open in the flat? Pitiful. Did you watch the game? Did you watch the first damn play in the game when Andy Dalton hit Kamara right in the hands and he just drops the freaking ball? Well, what are you talking about? What are you talking about that, that Andy Dalton? Do you know Andy Dalton, would you want it to go 25 or 25? He was 21 to 25, three touchdowns, quarterback rating basically a 150. Almost perfect. So, 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 yeah, almost perfect. So what the hell are you talking about, 54-46? I mean, do you want Jameis to play that bad? I mean, do you think right now, okay, Andy Dalton, uh, I don't like it when he got sacked. I don't like it when he did that. Let's just put Jameis Winston in there. All right, let, you know, well, well, listen, what are you talking about if you're truly going to be objective? Now, I'm going to go on this rank because I'm going to say this right now before we go to football, Steve, in Baton Rouge. This is what Jameis Winston said uh, before the game. You know, he finally talked to the media and what he's dealing with and the whole Saints organization and how coaches uh, deal with players. Let me tell you, players think they have stroke, and sometimes they do have stroke, but coaches lie all the time to players. What? That's nothing new under the sun. They're always looking out for the best interest of the team. Now, they might give you a bunch of BS, but you can't be naive. You have to understand. I can remember, you know, I can send us and all players that. want up front and honest. Huh? I thought players want a coach that's up front and honest with them. But, yeah, but, but Christian, they're up front and honest when things are going good. When things aren't going good, the organization looking out for the organization. Uh, the, the players are dispensable. I mean, that, 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 listen, uh, there's few and far between – that have, like, a first ballot Hall of Fame like Drew Brees. That, that might be different. They got security. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at that. But the reason why I, I, I want to break this down, because I can't believe this is not Jameis Winston's first rodeo, that he didn't understand this situation. And he's naive if he thought this. 
And he says, I lost my job due to injury and the policy. What, what policy? I never heard of this freaking policy. What, I lost my job due to uh, injury, and the policy has always been you don't lose your job due to injury. Uh, well, what if Drew Bledsoe would have said that uh, to Tom Brady? They didn't know if Tom Brady was going to work out. You're going to tell me that Drew Bledsoe should have got his job back when he was healthy to roll again over Tom Brady? Uh, Alex Smith over Patrick Mahomes. You can give on and on a number of different examples. So I can't believe Jameis is that naive. He's saying, I lost my job due to an injury, and the policy has always been you don't lose your job due to injury. And he goes, that's what happened. Well, if you believe that's what happened, then you're naive. You're naive. Now, I like what Jameis uh, uh, goes on to say. It shows you that Jameis is a team player. He goes, I'm going to support Andy. I'm going to support this offense. And I'm going to support everybody on this offensive staff as best as I can, possibly can. And that's it. Uh, th- th- that's how he's supposed to be. Listen, uh, uh, are, are you really going to feel sorry for Jameis Winston? He's holding a clipboard where he's making $11 million or whatever. Now, he might be want to be a $25, $30 million quarterback. His play but, doesn't dictate uh, that, but, though. But, but, but no, but how that's, that's going to occur is when he gets another opportunity and he has to be fortunate to stay healthy and kick butt. If you don't stay healthy and you can't have that opportunity, then it's just bad luck. Listen, now, the NFL is a fleeting, fleeting sport. You're the number one draft pick. Didn't work out in one organization. You go to another, you get injured. It happens. Teams got to do what's best for their organization. And, and, and they always will do that. Now, uh, look at this. Now, uh, uh, James goes on to say that he was going to stay upbeat for his teammates. Uh, now, now, this is the right thing to say. Because I tell, I don't know what Andy Dalton's going to do against uh, the 49ers. He might lay an egg. Now, usually I'm telling because I've been in this situation. You can't have one or two bad games. I'm not, I'm not, if you're not considered like a franchise like Patrick Mahomes, like Russell Wilson, he has to work out for the Broncos. Colin Murray, he has to work out for the Cardinals. But let's say they're trying to consider you if you're the future or a franchise quarterback. This is what comes into play. Uh, I don't think they have patience for you to have a bad month, but you're going to have a bad couple of games. Now, if you have three games. So Andy Dalton had two bad games. If you look against the Ravens and the Steelers, I think if he'd have had a bad game against the, the Rams, then he might go in a different direction. It's okay, James, go out there and do some in San Francisco. But considering how great Andy Dalton played, then you step back. But it's a continuous process. Okay, what's going to occur going forward? It's week to week with Andy Dalton. He needs to continue to string uh, these performances together. But let's say he, he struggles. It ain't over for Jameis, and Jameis is saying the right thing. This is smart that he's saying this. He's saying, I'm going to stay upbeat uh, for my teammates. It also means, this is the key, it also means being ready in the event the Saints ultimately decide to bring me back into the starting lineup at some point later this season. Okay? Then he says, uh, I just know I will be ready to go and when my number is called, I'll be ready. In the story, all the fans and all the uh, Jameis this and, and and all that. No, it's in Jameis Winston's best interest. When his number is called again, he's ready to roll and carry the team. That's how he's going to get paid the big bucks in the future. Because again, supply and demand, there's not enough quarterbacks. There's not enough. And if Jameis wants to get paid like a franchise quarterback, then you have to be able to lead a team. And I'm not talking about one or two games. No, it might be like, okay, can you lead the team for a month, month and a half? 
What in theory? Now, this is just like a movie. This is not reality. What if all of a sudden something happens to Andy Dalton, Jameis comes in there, and all of a sudden, uh, from Thanksgiving on, Jameis Winston kicks ass. He has an unbelievable December, and to say somehow, because uh, we've done this before, we, the Saints have gone. I've been part of a nine-game winning streak. Uh, Drew Brees, you know, you're winning like uh, double digits in a row, and all of a sudden, you do something magical. That's how you get paid. It's all performance-based. It's based on performance. So if James wants to get paid in the future, the next opportunity he has, he has to take advantage of it because that's how you get compensated, and that's how you get the trust that you potentially could be a franchise quarterback. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. We'll step away and come back. You'll hear from Saints wide receiver Chris Olave. Plus, what's bugging Bobby about today's game? I can tell you what's bugging me about today's game, in particular the last three when we come back. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after 27-20, Saints win and send the Rams on a long flight home. It's the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Bobby, what's bugging you about today's game brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company? Well, what's bugging me is that, um, I don't know, are we ever going to take away the football? Because uh, to me, there's nothing like the fans getting excited. I don't know, when you have a pick six oh, yeah. or you have a scoop and score. Uh, boy, it was so magical we, that year we won the Super Bowl. Chris, you had like seven of those, like, go for a touchdown. I mean, I'm just recalling off the top of my head, but it's like right now, it's like a cause for celebration. Stop the game and save the football. If we ever get like, you know, like uh, Caden Ellis against the Steelers, he had an outstanding forced fumble. But like David Onyemata jumped over the ball or something, it just didn't bounce right. But that's still bugging me how we have not been able, uh, you know, even when we protected the football, we're not plus one, we're just even. Uh, you know, we not, we're not taking it away. So What's bugging me is 148 yards rushing they allowed. The Saints have allowed 553 yards rushing the last three games. Well, that is not necessarily uh, the old school, what I mean by old school, but new school run defense uh, that we've done in previous seasons. You know, it all started, uh, Christian, was it, um, i got to look at my notes in there. I want to say, was it like 19, 20, and 21? It might have even been... All the way, uh, I want to say, well, I know it wasn't before 17, but it's kind of like 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, or, but it's more, let's say, the last three. It was more like uh, 19, 20, and 21 that we're in the conversation. Uh, oh, we all, all, for sure, top five, if not top three, like one or two, something like that. But you know who else was like that? And, uh, and it has not been the case uh, this year. They've been up and down. And he just signed with the Eagles. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they used to have a kick-ass run defense, and they were getting gashed. You know who wasn't playing for them? They brought Akeem Hicks. They didn't want to pay Adama Kinsu. Guess who just signed with the Eagles this week? Holding out, Adama Kinsu. Oh. So you know how the rich get richer? And that cat was Even like. better. He's like thinking. He's trophy shopping. Okay. And, yes, and the uh, uh, who did, um, I'm just thinking about this. Oh, uh, the Washington, uh, the Washington Commanders. Remember that game on Washington night and listening, coming back with the silver slippers and I watched it. Washington gashed them against the run. Adama could sue probably saying, you know what? I think I can help y'all with that. You know, if I don't do anything more, I'm going to occupy that middle and just be stout against the run. You know, whether you're occupying two blockers or you actually make it plays, but 
Uh, yeah, very similar. You know, you think like, oh, that'd be a decade. We're going to be awesome against the run. It's not necessarily always the scheme. You can have the scheme, but you got to have the horses. You got to have the horses to be able to uh, take that scheme uh, at the highest level. And uh, we have not done that as of late. Uh, you know, getting gash by the run. We don't have time to squeeze in Olave here, right? So, all right, here's Saints wide receiver Chris Olave. You've had a great season. This was just another step for you. Take me through the touchdown. Uh, that was a big play in this game. Uh, we call, we dialed up a really good play. Uh, coach called a really good play on third down. Uh, we kind of practiced that, practiced that against that look this week, and we got the look we wanted, and Andy threw a great ball, line protected well, and uh, that's, that was the outcome. Chris, how much would you say you guys needed this? Uh, it was much needed. Uh I mean, we y'all seen uh, the the games we've been through. Uh, we had two consecutive bad games, and uh, just to get a win against the uh, reigning champs uh, was huge. And I feel like that's a great, great step uh, we're taking forward. How does the movement at quarterback between Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill? How does it feel for you from the receiver position? Obviously, y'all work through this a lot, but does that have any impact on your game at all? Uh, not really. I just try to help them as much as possible. Um, they're both great quarterbacks. Uh, as long as Jameis, but uh, they're they're doing a great job. Uh, OC is doing a good job, so uh, I'm I'm just I'm just there to uh, be supportive and uh, make sure I'm doing my job so they can count on me. Chris, that third quarter offensively is probably one of the better quarters that this offense has had this season. What was going from your perspective going right with the offense, and were there any major changes you guys made at halftime going into that third quarter to, uh, offensively? Uh, not really. I mean, we just uh, came out aggressive. Uh, we wanted we we knew we had to move the ball down the field and score points to win the game. So uh, that's what we did coming out of halftime, and we, uh, we just started clicking in the second half. And uh, like we said, we just had uh, took over the momentum, and uh, defense played a great game also. So uh, like I said, uh, uh, we just got some good plays going early, and just built on that in the second half. How much pride do you take in your ability to stretch the field and really make some of those deep plays happen? Uh, I feel like that's my job. That's why they drafted me to come here. Uh, I feel like uh, I could just stretch the field and try to get open uh, at all times when I'm running the route. And I feel like I just try to make it easier on the quarterback. And my teammates make me a lot better. Uh, And I feel like uh, the coaches and everybody in the organization, uh, we definitely needed this win. And uh, we come out with some energy in the second half, and I feel like uh, we got some momentum going forward into next week. Can you talk about the advantage of having Jarvis back out there with you? Uh, it's huge having him on and off the field. Uh, he's a leader. He's a great leader, uh, as he was through his career. Uh, he, uh, he's got that uh, dog mentality, so it, it rubs off on other people. And having him off the field, when things aren't going well, he's always there picking everybody up and uh, doing all the little things uh, that matters the most. I feel like Jarvis is uh, was a great pickup, and uh, he's definitely helped me out uh, throughout my first year. So, Chris, when you guys are down three offensive linemen, you're going against a guy like Aaron Donald. Do you guys put any like, pressure on yourself or anything? Like, hey, i got to get open quicker. Does anything change with the approach, like just given that circumstance? I mean, yeah, it's Aaron Donald, but uh, it's, it's really a race against the D-line. Uh, uh, and we knew we was playing against Aaron Donald, and... Uh, he's a great player, probably one of the best players in the league. So uh, we definitely wanted to speed up everything and, and try to get open. But we just wanted to stick to our game. And uh, we knew if we played our game, it was going to come out well. So appreciate it. Saints rookie wide receiver Chris Olave. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints radio network. It's the point after Bobby and Christian 27-20. Saints win over the L.A. Rams. And Bobby is full of hope.
Oh, a, a Christian, I just had a vision. I just saw all of a sudden like a bolt of lightning. I, I, I feel like Martin Luther, I got struck by lightning, the Reformation. Uh, what's going to happen with the saints? I, I, I think um, we're going to build upon this win. And obviously you look at the number of NFC South games we still have to play. We all know. I don't care if it's Monday Night Football, I Tampa. You, we got, in other words, we got to beat Tampa Bay. You got to beat Atlanta. You got to beat Carolina. Because I'm saying a, a way that might be enough to win the NFC South. Now, I don't know what's going to happen at San Francisco. So let's say we go to at, at San Francisco and we lose. Uh, then I think we then you got to run the table. So let's say you go to San Francisco and win. Then you got to win at Tampa Bay on Monday night. Then you have the bye. And then I'm telling you, it's not far-fetched. You can have four games left. Can you go three and one in the last four? I think you got to beat Atlanta and beating Atlanta uh, at Cleveland. Because really, the games that I think the Saints have no chance or would be lucky, I think, is uh, obviously January 1st, New Year's Day at Philadelphia. But it depends, um, you know, well, 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 you know, what's their situation? Are they so in control of everything and who's playing and all that? It doesn't matter when you play a team. Uh, but I, I think the next week against uh, November 27th at San Fran, which is going to be a 325 kickoff here. Uh, so it's 125 for them on the West Coast. But I think at San Fran, that's an upset if we beat them and at Philadelphia. But I think like Carolina, I even think even though Deshaun Watson's coming back, we're playing them Christmas Eve on a Saturday. Then you got Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and all that. Uh, all those games. Uh, I think we're all in the same boat. I mean, we're kind of like the same teams. Are you hot that day? Or are you not hot? Uh, but I think uh, next Sunday against San Francisco, at San Francisco, November 27th, and January the 1st at Philadelphia, we win those games, that'd be an upset. But as far as Carolina, Cleveland, Atlanta, Tampa Bay right now, no. That that, that wouldn't necessarily be an upset. It might not be as... Um, as prolific, or as, I don't know if that's the right word, or as outrageous or or not as impressive as beating the Rams. Because the Rams right now, they're the worst Super Bowl champion in the history of the Super Bowl era, uh, going 3-7. and seven. The Rams are a, a bad football team right now. So you have the Saints going, what, 4-2 and two in the final six? No, I, I, I'm going to say more. Uh, I want them to go 5-1 and because I think you're going to have to get to nine wins. And, and 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 we get to nine wins. So, so nine and eight. Them, okay, so five, you have them five and one. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. And the, either losing and pulling off an upset, either against San Francisco or the Eagles, and then and then if you get to nine wins, well, 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 Tampa Bay right now, what are they five and five? And so um, no, so uh, it depends. We, now, yeah, that's why I'm saying division games is not even a question. You're going to have to beat Atlanta, Carolina, and Tampa, and then you split Tampa. That means you would have uh, swept the Falcons and you split, so you're 4-2. You know, do you ever have a chance every year, year in and year out? You know, ultimately, we've done this before. You can be undefeated or go 5-1, and one, but you have to go for sure, you know, 4-2, and two, and that's what it would be. Uh, we would be 4-2 and two in the division. What gives you this hope? Uh, because uh, uh, the way we played today and uh, um, just because we won. I mean, anytime you win, uh, and again, we want to know. It doesn't matter what we've done. I'm telling you what players think. Deuce and I talk about this all the time. Okay, right now, Christian, we cannot control what happened in September and October and all that. Right now, the Saints have to look at that we're 1-0, and 
and we're going to San Francisco. Okay. And then, uh, you know, the whole turnover margin right now. Christian, uh, we're not minus 12. We're even. How can you be even, Bobby? What are you talking about? No. We're even for this game. So going forward, we're even. We're not minus one or plus one. Ken, so th- that's how you look at things optimistic. And, Christian, it just goes to show you the NFL, whether you want to call it uh, parity or you don't play well. But look, look, at a, look at a Vikings. You want to talk about a horseshoe up there, you know what. Well, what, what, what did the Vikings have one loss. Look how we lost to them. They got crushed by the Eagles. The Cowgirls are crushing them now, what, 37 to 3? At home. Uh, in, in, in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. So when you look at all that, that's why, Christian, I'm telling you. Now, uh, I'm not going to – I'd be really discouraged if, if we if we um, would upset San Francisco at San Francisco then lose that Tampa Bay on Monday night. You know why? Because then I'm thinking we're not winning the division. We're not going to be a wild card this year. I'm looking at more is going to be we got to win the NFC South. That's why that, that, those are must-wins. Uh, uh, even before the buy at Tampa, yes, and then after that you got Carolina and, and Atlanta. But uh, I'm telling you, uh, the Forty Niners game, yeah, it is very important. But to me, right now, the way it could potentially unfold, I don't know how we're going to finish the season. That Tampa game on Monday night, no, we have to win that. We have to. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. We got Demario Davis, Saints linebacker, speaking to the media earlier today after the Saints win over the Rams, twenty-seven to twenty. Greetings, everybody. How much fun was that? It looked like you and Kate Nellis were sort of running around a lot. It looked like you guys were having fun. How much fun was all of that? Um, it's, it's, it's great when we're able to come out and, and play with the energy and the speed uh, that we're capable of, able to pin our ears back and play fast. And it was just one of those evenings, and so uh, it was a ton of fun. After last week and all the defensive penalties, how rewarding was it to have such a clean game? Um, just a week by week basis. Um, I feel like where you're at, where we're at in the season, um, you can't look before, you can't look behind you. You just play the day that's in front of you. And um, there were some things that we did well today. Uh, certainly, some things that we can improve on. Uh, regardless, we got to look at the tape and just find a way to uh, keep leveling up. Um, it was great that we were able to do enough today to get the win. Um, but let's continue to find ways to get better. Mario, a couple of guys have talked about sort of the cut it loose and play for each other message from this week. How important did you guys recognize after those two losses in particular how important it was to try to stave off any possible despair at this stage of the season? Um, I think I like I communicated earlier. The main thing is uh, focus on where you're at. And all we had today was the, uh, the opportunity that was in front of us um, today understanding um, our message was you bend but you never break um, this team has always been resilient so no matter what it was coming in every day is an opportunity to snap back and today um, we were able to do that and it was a lot of fun doing it Demario, um how difficult is it to adjust when a quarterback goes down and there's a different I guess skill set of the backup quarterback how difficult is that to adjust as a defense um, that's the importance of studying film um, that wasn't the first time we were seeing that quarterback. He's played a ton on film. Uh, he's been a kind of a change of pace quarterback when he come in. We knew uh, he could run the ball well. He would he would come in on, on on kind of a wildcat offense. I think they use him a lot in a lot of ways, like we use Taysom. And so we had seen him on film. Um, 
certainly not in like a two-minute situation where we got a chance to see him multiple times. Um, he did some good things and made it challenging on us. Um, and it was great that ultimately we were able to get after him and prevail. Mario, uh, what do you think of the way Caden Ellis has, has kind of uh, responded to being put in that starting lineup after Pete went down? Oh, man. 5-5 uh, five, five has probably been, for the last couple years, the best-kept secret in the NFL. We knew what type of player he was, and now he's getting that opportunity, and he's showing it to the world. Uh-huh. I don't know if anybody's shocked when they watch it in our building. Um, I'm sure he's shocking a lot of people who didn't know. Um, but just give it time. He's going to be on everybody's radar. When you guys are missing that many defensive line, was there anything different on your plate this week because of that, either in the pass rush scheme or otherwise, when that many guys are out? I mean, um, we take it one one day at a time, and it's always a next-up mentality. Uh, it's, it's actually... Um, uh, quite phenomenal when you think that we don't have Marshawn Lattimore, we don't have uh, uh, Roby, we don't have Davenport, we don't have Cam Jordan, uh, we lose Peyton Turner, we don't have Pete Werner. I mean, you take a think about all the guys that we have that play at a high level that's not in our lineup on the defense. Uh, for us still to be able to go out there and execute is, is, is really phenomenal, um, and it feels really good. But that's just the nature of the league. Um, one of our uh, slogans is, you know, people, most people don't care about your problems, and the other half or the rest of the people are glad you got them. And so uh, regardless, you have to find a way, and it was great that we were able to do that today. Mario, when the team has faced as much adversity as you have this year, What's your leadership approach and what type of leadership are you bringing to the defense? Um, if you go back and watch um, my message to the team today is um, you can learn a lot from nature. And if you think about uh, palm trees, they bend, but they don't break. And hurricanes come to the palm trees all the time and they lean all the way to the ground, but they never break. And, and the reason why they don't is because every time there's a storm, they just dig deeper. Their roots go deeper in the ground, and that's what we do. Every storm, this, that's the great thing about not just this team but this city. It's so resilient, and we've been faced with a lot of adversity. And Sometimes it feels like storm on top of the storm, but the great thing is it's, it's making our roots go deeper. And when that storm passes, we always snap back. You don't just come back. And so that's the exciting thing, and uh, it was great putting that on display today. It certainly felt like a snapback moment, so it was a lot of fun. All right, thank you guys. God bless. And uh oh, um, I mean that's that's just the nature of who we are. Uh, uh, just a team. Down the stretch, that's what it's going to take. Each and every game is, um, you know, big team, little me approach. That's who we've been since the beginning. And that's what we got to continue to be. All right, happy Thanksgiving. God bless. Big team, little me. You heard that from Demario Davis. Eight combined tackles, a half a sack, and the Saints win twenty-seven to twenty over the Los Angeles Rams. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Andy Dalton in the win, 21-25, 260 through the air, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a quarterback rating of 149.6. Back here on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network, Saints win 27-20 to over the Los Angeles Rams. Here is Andy Dalton after the victory. Andy, the long one to Chris. Uh, when you let go of it, did it feel right? Talk about what you saw in that play. And I'm guessing you're pretty happy with that throw, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, I had a little pressure, too. So when you 
turn it loose and then you get hit, you're on the ground, you never know what's going to happen. Um, but, I mean, to have that outcome, to you know, feel like I put the ball in a great spot, Chris was, you know, exactly how we had it planned, you know, taking that shot down the field. And, you know, we got a look that we wanted and, you know, he made a big play. Have you been waiting on that one? Like, you just said you got the look you wanted. Was that one that you were sort of sitting on to get the look you wanted? Well, I mean, every time you drop a game plan, you, you install your plays, it's like, all right, you'd love to have this look versus certain plays, and you don't always get the look that you want. And for us, when when Pete called it, it was the perfect time. And so, I mean, it, it happened exactly how we were hoping it would. How aware were you that Aaron Donald was closing in on that? I was pretty aware, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I just asked Chris about speeding up, you know, your routes and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, you got to play on time. And when you can play on time, good things happen. And half a second longer than that's a sack, incomplete pass. But for us... We, you guys doing the exact thing that we're exactly how we want it done, and if you can play on time at the quarterback position and get the ball out, good things can happen. How big were those two drives coming out of halftime? Obviously, you guys were down going into half and coming out getting those two touchdown drives. It's huge. I think when you, you know, we knew we were getting the ball at the uh, start of the second half, and especially since they scored right before halftime. You know, for for us, you wanted to get into a rhythm early, and I thought that we did a great job of being aggressive. You know, first play of second half, you know, got a big play to Chris, um, and then we just had the momentum from from then on. So to go down and score was was huge, and exactly what we wanted to do. Having I know Chris has been your consistent receiver, at least that you found. Having Jarvis back this week is that how much is that big big to y'all's effect at least an offensive strategy? Yeah, I mean it's it's really big. Everybody knows what Jarvis can do, what he's done throughout his whole career, and so to get him back in the mix, I think we can continue to find ways to get him the ball. Um, you know, he made some big plays for us. Obviously, the touchdown was was awesome, exactly what we want. But it, you know. A couple plays before, he caught a nice seam ball that allowed us to get down there. Yeah, obviously, one of the things this team hasn't been able to do this year is win back-to-back games. You know, were there things in this game that you think, from an offensive perspective, were figured out? And how do you kind of roll that forward into next week to kind of get on the streak? Yeah, I mean, for us, we've got to carry uh, over the momentum into this week. And so, I mean, that's the most important thing we can do. We can enjoy this one today. But... Moving forward, we got to find ways that uh, the things that we did really well, things that we can build on, and you know, find the things that we need to correct. And I mean, that's the that's the nature of this this game. And when you week in and week out, you got to you know cor- correct the mistakes, but it's easier to correct the mistakes off of a win. And I think everybody understands that. And the the feeling around uh, the the building after a win is always. Way more positive than, than the opposite. Taysom talked about a little bit like of a different mentality, sort of a let it rip mentality, try anything. Did you sort of feel that? Like, let's just give everything a shot today? Yeah, I mean, I think that's 
kind of just where we're at and what we need to do is just I mean, cut it loose. So why not, you know? And for us, I felt like there was some things that we did today that maybe earlier in the season we probably wouldn't have done. And so I think that's a big reason why we're sitting here with a win today. Well, I mean, I just think being aggressive. I think that's the that's something that I think we came into the game knowing that we could do. Shoot, you can look at the first third down of the game, throwing the ball down the field on third and one. And I think that's just the mindset mentality that, that we have to have. What does this win mean for you guys at this point in the season? I mean, after a couple losses, you know, when you finally get, get, get another win under your belt, you know, it feels good. It feels exactly, you know, for us, just the way we talked this week and the things that, that we wanted to get done, we were able to do it. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's nice to get this one to, this week. What was it like for you just kind of splitting snaps with Taysom coming in, coming out, coming in, coming out? And what are some of the challenges of that for, for a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's part of how we play offense. And when you can, can play that way and have success with, uh, with me in there, then Taysom in there, and, you know, the defense doesn't know what, what's going to happen next. So, um, no, it's just part of the way we play. Andy, uh, well, two-parter because I wanted to ask. I think DA cracked a smile when he said it, but he said you were getting <laughs> a little frustrated this week with how how many snaps Taysom took at quarterback. I don't know if he was joking or not, but is is that hard? Is that something that you do actually have to overcome? I mean, that that makes it a little harder. No, I'm never upset with the number of snaps that yeah. uh, that, that, that Taysom takes because I know how successful we've been able to be with it and how many positive plays come from it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, Taysom's a unique asset for us. And, you know, a lot of teams have really good players. We happen to have one that can be all over the field and actually play quarterback too. And so I think that's our advantage. And for me, there's no discouragement yeah. when, when it happens. And then I just want to, I mean, I know you've been in situations where you've been the backup and been in and out of the lineup in recent years, but sort of this week to week, not knowing even at the beginning of the week for sure if you'd be starting this week or, or how short it could be, and, and then to respond the way you did, I mean, was that something difficult to overcome? Are you proud of the way you kind of played through this week? You know, I think at the end of the day, I'm happy with the way that we were able to play today. And uh, the adversity that we had faced the last couple weeks, especially offensively, everybody talks about. We obviously haven't scored enough points. We obviously haven't played as well as we had in previous weeks. But for us to put all that aside and focus on this game, what we were trying to accomplish, we had a great plan going in, and we went out and executed it, regardless of all the other stuff that, that goes on. I think that's what makes you the most proud. And you know that's for me personally and for this group. You mentioned that uh, early third and one earlier. I believe that one was to Juwan Johnson. Mm -hmm. He's got five touchdowns over the past five weeks. How would you describe what he's brought to this team? Yeah, Juwan has, has done so many good things. And his ability to stretch the field and get open and uh, the matchup that we get with him is, uh, has been really, really good for us. And it doesn't surprise me that he scored, you know, as many touchdowns as he has uh, these last several weeks. So, um, I mean, he's, he's, he's a really good player for us.
How close were you guys to hitting on that trick play? I don't know if you got to look at it a second time after coming off the field or anything like that. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I'll have to watch it on film. Um, I'm going to say it probably wasn't the most ideal look for it, but I've got to find a way to throw it away. I can't take that big sack. Andy, when the when the coach sticks with you, do you want to reward him with, with something like what you did today? I think at the end of the day, I want to play the way I know I'm capable of playing. And I know if I do that, then you know everybody will um, be happy with it. And so at the end of the day, you know, I feel like I have to do the job that I know that I'm capable of doing and play the way I'm capable of playing, and the rest of that, all that stuff will take care of itself. Thank you all. Saints quarterback Andy Dalton on the win, 27-20 over the Los Angeles Rams. We'll step away and come back. We'll squeeze in Longshoreman and wrap up the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I will close it up shop here on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Longshoreman on line one on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text lines. Go ahead, Longshoreman. You're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Thank you, Kristen and Bobby, for squeezing me in, man. I know y'all got to get rolling. Hey, that's a great win against that organization that I, that I will always enjoy of uh, the Saints beating them for the rest of my life. But, um, <laughs> Bobby, here's what happens, and I, I'm going to beat this drum, and I beat it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you limit the turnovers. I mean, uh, n- no turnovers. Limit the penalties. We only had two penalties. Right. Uh, Saints – can, uh, you know, hey, look what happens. You know, you don't have to be a great team. You can be a pretty good team and win in the NFL. It does help if you're great, but they played pretty damn good today, and I want to give it to the uh, that uh, backups, a lot of those backups on the O-line. I thought they did a pretty good job against Aaron Donald. Yeah, and, and you know, Longshoreman, again, uh, I still think, like, when you're playing the likes of the 49ers or the Eagles, where you truly look at it, boy, uh, we need a little help, or what I mean by help, how about we take away the football? That's what I still think we need to do. So uh, going forward, you know, we can be on the plus side in the turnover margin. And uh, I, I'm not saying every game or I don't know if it's realistic to have only a couple of penalties, but let's say don't have more than a handful. And you're not all of a sudden you stop an opponent on third down. And then uh, like the Steelers, we gave them six first downs when we stopped them on third down by penalty. We lead the NFL now going into this game. We had 30 penalties that we gave the opponent the first down, which was like first in the NFL. You don't want to be first in that. So just a simple thing as far as having a chance, Longshoreman, simply by, okay, limiting your penalties and taking care of the football, but I still think we got to take it away. If somehow we can be opportunistic going forward, just by doing that, uh, I think we got a fighting chance. That's why they play the game. I mean, uh, um, listen, I, I think it would be an upset if we beat the 49ers in San Fran, obviously over there, and then at Philly New Year's Day. But the other games, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, no, uh, and it's division games. We're familiar with Tampa Bay, Atlanta, Carolina, and Cleveland. I don't know where they're going to be at. They're up and down. Deshaun Watson, what's going to occur there? So it's not like uh, like pie in the sky. It, it, it's pie in the sky uh, when you give up before you even have an opportunity to go out there. So uh, I, I don't know. Uh, we're going to wait and see what happens. But this is a game you had to win, and we're able to beat the Rams. All right, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. All right, that's a wrap for the point after. The Saints win 27-20 on behalf of the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and all of us here on 
the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network, wishing you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm Christian Garrick, Semper Fi. I'm out. Bobby, do you think? All right. Bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Go, Saints. Saints win. Saints win. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.